0: Your word to others and to yourself needs to be processed as law, as law, as the highest order. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother, Guy, we're Satori Prime. We spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you wanna gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learned here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. The conversation I wanna have with you guys today is a conversation around integrity and what we say, honoring your word as law, honoring yourself. So I mentioned in a video, and I don't know how many of you guys get to see it on Facebook about what is the reason that most of us talk about certain things that we really want and never achieve them. Why is it that we have all these goals? We talk about all these things and yet, very little movement is occurring in our lives. And what I want to assert to you guys today, and what I want you to start hearing from the lens is that it has to do with your lack of integrity. Now, I don't want you, when I say that for you to go, Oh, I'm a bad person. And right. We dealt with that last time. This has nothing to do with morality. This is not good or bad. This is when you choose to be responsible for your own life. When you say, yes, I am at the source of all of it. If you get to that part, then the next part is, well, how do you alter the certain circumstances? How do you move forward in your life? And that all, all boils down to integrity. Without integrity, nothing works. I'll say it again. Without integrity, nothing works. So... I want to give you an example of what integrity looks like in the real world. Okay. So, first of all, the definition of integrity is a state of being whole, undivided, complete. Okay. Not per, did you hear perfect in there? Nope. Didn't hear perfect in there. Did you hear superhuman? Nope. Not superhuman. Right. Did you hear, um, You know, the smartest person, no. Simply what we're talking about here is being whole and complete, being undivided. So the example I want to give you is the example of a simple bike wheel. So you guys remember probably those bike wheels. I don't know if some of you guys did this, but where you would kind of clip the uh, playing card to the wheel. So as it would run through the spokes, it would make us sound like you were in a motorcycle or something. I used to do that. It was very annoying to everybody else, but I enjoyed it tremendously. It's also probably why I drive a very loud car today. In any event, a spoke of a wheel, like the wheel is structured, right? You have the center piece and then you have the spokes in every direction. The spokes on the wheel, the job is to keep the wheel perfectly round, right? So as you're going down the road, it works. Integrity is the wheel, okay? Every spoke is part of that wheel. Now, if a spoke breaks on your bike, are you still able to ride that bike? Absolutely, right? If one spoke is broken on that bike, you can still ride that bike. In physics, here's what actually happens. Every time now that the wheel comes around to that piece where the spoke is missing it is not gonna be as complete, right? Like it's not whole, less strength in that part. And every time it's gonna hit, it's gonna start loosening and loosening and loosening the rest of the structure. Till eventually, another spoke pops, and another spoke pops, and another spoke pops, and then eventually you have a wheel that no longer works, okay? Now when we say, without integrity, nothing works, the reason I say that is this, How many of you have had situations with somebody else where something happened and what you did was you went, eh, I'll just sweep it under the rug. How many of you guys have had that experience? You're human. You must have like, it's, it's, it's a human phenomena, right? It's like, ah, I'll let this one slide. Now, if you can think back to one of those examples and experiences Have you noticed how that letting it slide or sweeping it under the rug somehow manifested into something much, much worse? Maybe a week, a month, a year, freaking five years down the road. Have you guys noticed that that just comes back to bite you right in the ass? Right? Isn't that fascinating? And yet we somehow don't learn the lesson (laughs) because we do it time and time and time again, right? What I'm talking about is that, right? When, When you say... I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to just sweep it under the rug. That's like a spoke being broken. You're still living, right? Still alive, still doing amazing things, still happy for the most part, right? It's not the end of the world. But over time, that stuff builds up. And I guarantee you that some, if not most of you, have had situations where you've let something slide and sweep it under the rug. And if you actually look back, that one instance was the demise of the relationship. Because what ends up happening is that one sweeping under the rug, that's like when you put a wedge in something to create space, right? In the beginning, there's not much space. You just stick that one wedge. But that's what happens when you you have these withholds, When you have these small little lies, when you have these out of integrity moments, it's like sticking a wedge. And over time, that wedge splits wider and wider. And it's very difficult at some point to go back and recreate and get back to that place once that process has started. So the idea that I want you guys to really understand is without integrity, nothing works. Your word to others and to yourself needs to be processed as law, as law, as the highest order. If you can't, at the very minimum, honor your word, then there's no chance on God's green earth that you can manifest the life of your dreams. Now, I know that might not be the thing you came here to hear tonight. But if you let yourself weasel out of your own agreements, if you promise things to people and don't do them, if you promise things to yourself and don't do them, then it's, it's like the boy who cries wolf, right? At some point, the universe or God stops listening. They're like, this person's not serious. They're not a real player. And so your job, if you choose to accept it, Is to go back and clean up where you've been lazy and cheap with your word, where you've just let it slide. Because every one of those things is another spoke in the wheel. It's another place where you've just sold out on yourself and your word. So now let's Let's think about like basic stuff, because I want to give you examples of this. So it's not just some ether stuff. I want to give you like in real world, what does this look like? In real world, okay, you say to someone, I'm going to meet you at this restaurant at seven o'clock for dinner, okay? Now, interestingly enough, as I said, I'm just reminded, you know, back in the day before we had cell phones and all of that kind of stuff on us. We were much more integrous about doing stuff like that. You Remember? Because once you told someone you were going to be somewhere, your ass better be there, right? Because there was no no opportunity to just message them and say, hey, um, sorry, I can't make it, right? Like you had no way to contact them. I remember if I'd set up time to play with my friends in the park at X amount of time to go play basketball – I showed up to go play basketball. So in any event, when you, going back, when you say to someone, hey, I'm going to show up there at seven o'clock, or you have a commitment and agreement to show up at work at 9 a.m. Now, all of us have been late to something. You're human. It's, it's, it doesn't matter. Shit happens. Life happens, right? Like you've been late to stuff. But check in with yourself if this is your experience. Has your experience been that you show up late And then what you do is you go, oh, it was really bad traffic. Or, oh, you won't believe what happened with my kids this morning. Or, oh, I was up really late last night. I woke up late. When you guys do that, right, here's the way the brain works. Here's the way the ego works. The ego works something like this. When you show up late to something and you give an excuse to the ego That's me being on time. Basically like late plus excuse equals being on time. And that's how we justify these things. Again, this is the normal state of human beings, right? Every single one of us is guilty of it. Not in a bad way, just this is the way we operate. What we're looking for is how do we go from operating, Stuart Wild uses this kind of interesting scale, which I want to use because I think it's, it's really interesting. It's like if the normal human being vibrates at 20,000 cycles per second, okay, that's the vibration. And then someone who's like a Buddha, right? Will vibrate at a hundred thousand cycles per second, right? You can kind of see like, there's a big gap there. 99% of human beings are operating at 20,000 We're not into the whole negativity, blame, blame victimhood game. We don't buy that shit and neither do you, which is why you're here. So I know that I'm speaking to people that are committed to not having normal life, but are committed to having extraordinary lives. And because of that, what you guys need to understand is every time that you operate in the norm, every time you operate with, I show up late, I give an excuse and that's okay. You've bought into the norm. And the norm gets you normal results. So this is like basic, basic shit. One-on-one, right?
1: Now, I just want to interject. I just want to interject real quick. So hold on to that thought, please. Also, you know, being extraordinary doesn't mean living a life of perfection or always being at peak or showing up every single day like, oh, I'm going to take off the whole fucking planet. It's like not, none of that. There's a commitment to an extraordinary type of living. And there's a responsibility and integrity that you have to create as a habit that comes along with making that consist so that life ongoingly becomes more and more extraordinary. Exactly, exactly. So I'm giving you
0: this point because it's very, very little. So what would an extraordinary human being do, right? An extraordinary human being, and this is not at all that extraordinary, it's just this is what extraordinary human beings do, is the second you know that you cannot achieve or accomplish the thing that you have promised. And by the way, promises are not just verbal promises. When you take a job, for example, and that job says you start at 9 a.m., whether you've said I'm going to be here at 9 a.m. or not, by the virtue of you taking that job, you've agreed now to that agreement. Right? There's a lot of things that we agree to that aren't necessarily verbal. It's just you have an expectation of what you're supposed to do. And whether someone else is requiring that of you or not, Like you have that. So the easiest way to do things is, for example, I did this yesterday with dinner. At 6.15, I was at a meeting with a buddy of mine. And I knew as this was going on, I had a seven o'clock dinner reservation with another couple of people. I knew at 6.15 that I was not going to make our dinner reservation at seven. And as soon, guys, as soon as you know that you are not going to be able to make the promise or make the agreement, you get in touch with the person that that makes a difference to and you let them know. Now, guys, this is not rocket science, super hard, like, oh my God stuff. But can you see that as soon as you do that, You've stopped the spoke from popping out of the wheel. You've kept the integrity of that wheel and it moves with ease. Now, the reason most people struggle, they're tired, everything seems like work and effort is because all of these things have popped out. The wheel is no longer true. It takes a lot more effort to move a bike with broken wheels, right? So, this is like basic, you know, showing up on time. If you give your word to someone about doing a project or doing something for them or someone else, and you've said, Hey, it's going to take me three days to do this. And you realize, well, fuck two days have gone by. I haven't even touched this thing. Like there's no way I'm going to get this done. How many
1: times do we just say, you know what? Whatever. Well, this is, this is so key, guys. Like, here, Here's the thing. We forget why we have agreements in the first place, okay? An agreement is to create a system, a self-contained system of accountability and workability. So when things fall out like that, what agreements do is they establish trust in your relationships. And the moment you let integrity fall out, what you get is a lack of trust. Now these little things build up over time, and it could be those littlest thing, like I'll pick up my socks today and you don't do it. Again, not about keeping the promise, about honoring your word, so that the so that the way they relate to you has trusted. And this is what happens over time: we give our word to stuff, we don't have integrity to honor that word. People start losing trust for you, and then you have a family member. You go, well, they don't listen to me anymore. Why don't they listen to you anymore? Why? Because you've shown up consistently over time, time and time again, to have no integrity. And it starts with like the little things and it works up to the big things. But when the person's like, shit, they can't even throw out the trash when they say that they will, you think they're going to trust you with anything else? And you think, and then you go and blame them for the fact that they're not listening to you anymore while you're doing the same thing back to them. Right. So again, like all this stuff is this broken system because we so don't want to look bad in other people's eyes that we end up not calling ourselves out on the times that we're out of integrity because we're more worried about looking good than we are about having relationships that fucking work.
0: Yep.
1: So if you can give up that you have to look good all the time, actually, I would say that like where you have power isn't getting really good at calling yourself out on your shit, right? And letting other people know, hey, I'm going to start holding myself accountable to all these areas of my life so that this relationship has trust again. And then you get the listening back. Suddenly you have power in the relationship changes everything.
0: So I want to share with you guys a story, which guy just reminded me of about this, about relationship and trust and integrity. I was a coach. I was, I think I was a participant. I wasn't even a coach. I don't remember. I was either a participant or a coach in the seminar. And I was someone who was always there, always on time. If I wasn't, I always communicated. That's how I trained everyone around me to see me. One Sunday when we had class, I didn't show up. And I didn't show up because I went out, I got hammered the night before. And at Saturday night, I already knew I was not making it to that class, okay? So I let myself, I turn my phone off. I let myself sleep late, all of this stuff. I end up, so the class starts at 10. I woke up, it was maybe 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. I have about eight messages on my phone. And I'm like, oh shit. I start listening to these messages. I have one from my coach. I have one from the head coach. I have one from the, from the course leader. And the course leader basically says, Elon, If I don't hear back from you in 10 minutes, we're calling the police because the only way that you're not here at this class is because you're either dead or you've been abducted. Now, why am I telling you this is because I trained these people that my word was so important to me that the only thing that they could ponder of why I wasn't showing up was something cataclysmic must have happened to me for me not to honor my word. So obviously I felt like dog shit, right? Cause I felt like I let these people down. I broke, like Guy said, that trust and I had to earn it back. And it's very easy to gain trust. It's once you lose it, it's so hard to get it back. The first shot is much easier than getting it back again. But I say this to you because when you train people a certain way, your life shows up a certain way. People hold you account a certain way. This is like basic, basic, right? Honor your word, do what you said you would do, buy when you said you would do it, make promises, like that stuff is easy. Where this gets real tricky is to yourself. And Ole asked, what if you don't live up to the agreement you have with yourself? We are the sleaziest with ourselves. We will let ourselves slide way faster than we will let ourselves slide in others. Because, like Guy said, when you're all about looking good to others, even if that's your driving force, you'll do things because you know someone else is waiting. But for you, how often does this happen? Hey, I wanna quit smoking. Three days later, what are you doing? Smoking. Hey, I want to stop eating uh, sugar. Two days later, what are you doing? Eating cake, right? It's because we will let ourselves slide much more often than than anybody else. There's two parts of you. There's the authentic self, the soul, the the infinite part of you, the, the God part of you. And there's the ego. And so when you make an agreement, you know, people call it the monkey brain or whatever. When you make an agreement, the monkey brain sits there and goes, yeah, we'll see. You you haven't done this. You haven't done that. Why do you think you're going to do this? How often do you guys hear that shit in your head? Right? And why does that happen? Because over time, you've shown your ego that when you say you're going to do things, you don't. And so every time you do that, if you're like, I'm going to start waking up at 530 in the morning and you don't, the ego goes, yep, figured. Every time you say, hey, I'm going to do this for my husband and you don't, it goes, told you. And so you start building this cycle where you basically are pumping the ego full of power and energy. This, my friends, is what robs you of having the life of your dreams. Because you're handing power over to, at best, your worst enemy, who has no interest in you finding love, who has no interest in you finding success, who has no interest in you having loving, compassionate, amazing, juicy relationships, who has no interest in you looking amazing, feeling amazing, nothing. It has one interest. Stay the fuck alive. That's it.
1: At really any expense. At any uh, really, any, at any expense. And now, here's, so here's a, a little distinction I want to make. Also, so last week we talked about responsibility and having that distinct from blame. So always asking the question about having integrity, right? Integrity with self, integrity with others. It doesn't really matter because look, where, where people again shy away from integrity is because they collapse it with responsibility, and they have a responsibility collapse with blame. Now, every time you're out of integrity, the reason when you show up late to places and you make that excuse. Is that You don't want to be blamed for what just happened, that you were caused in the matter of not getting there on time. So you say, well, the traffic jam happened. I didn't expect that to happen. Uh, I guess I'm not to blame. Right. And the reason you do that is most people, when they blame themselves, they feel guilty or they start um, they start blaming or shaming themselves. Right. And when you do that, here's the thing. I want you to look at your life at any time that you felt guilt, blame, or shame when something didn't go the way that you expected it to. And I want you to think if you can find one experience where whether you beat yourself up physically or emotionally, did that move the needle forward in terms of you being able to create the result you want, have the relationship that you want, the health that you want, anything else, right? And if you can't find a circumstance, and I would guess that you can't, then I would have you take a look or at least consider that using guilt, shame, or blame on yourself is a broken, is a broken model for you achieving the results that you want and the relationships that you want to have on, in your life. And if that's the case, then why are you doing that? So the key here is, is that taking responsibility is completely distinct from blame. right? And putting your integrity back in If all you do is go to that place, then I guarantee you are not going to get the results that you want to get. Integrity is not a moral issue. I don't know if Elon said that before because I wasn't here. I did. It is not a moral issue. Yeah, it's just about, sorry for the win. It's just about workability. That's it. If you're looking for workability in your life, in your relationships, around your health, around your relationship to money, at the end of the day, it's all relationships, really, is where integrity matters. It's just your relationship to that thing, but to create distinctions around different areas of life, if you want workability, you've got to have integrity. It's not making it a moral issue. It, is, it starts becoming really light and fluffy, and it's like, oh, shit, that doesn't work. How do I get integrity back in? What do I need to have a conversation for so I can start honoring my word again about the thing that I said? But it always comes back to you, like, taking responsibility for where you let it fall out and then having a conversation again and put it back in.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, So let me just jump in here because I want to really push push this home. So the next step is that integrity is the gap between what you say and having that manifest itself in the physical universe. So this is our creation tool. Like, language is a creation tool. There's a whole process that happens down to the sensory parts in your body, but we're just you know want to stick to this very important thing about your words your thinking and them being vocalized are both putting out energy literally we can measure this stuff right in science today and i'm not a religious person but there's a reason that the first words in the bible are and god spoke meaning like the universe comes into existence with words and that is the human physical experience language is our access to that so if you want if you're interested In having and developing the power that allows you to say something and then watch the circumstances align and manifest that thing in the physical universe in a shorter and shorter period of time, your access to that is getting every area of your life back into integrity, back into alignment with that. And this is where we find with coaching clients all the time, where they're like, I want a breakthrough in our finances. And we'll say, well, how's your relationship with your dad? And they go, what the fuck does that have to do with my finances? And then you go and you dig into the relationship and it's like, that's in tatters, right? Like they haven't talked in like decades, okay? So you start working the relationship with dad, you start getting integrity back in that relationship. Then you start seeing that when that breakthrough happens, Now, because we say the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So breakthroughs don't stick into the single area that you have the breakthrough in. They manifest everywhere. They start going in all areas of your life. Now, you might not see that your relationship with your dad also gives you the relationship with authority figures in your life. So every time you've been walking into your boss's office, you've been relating to that person like it's your father. And because of that, you talk like a little Minnie Mouse when you're in there, and they don't sense power coming out of you. Suddenly your relationship with your father is cleaned up. It's back in integrity. You have a completely different relationship to authority. You start walking to the boss's office, showing up being different, right? And on and on and on like this, right? With like how you don't understand that these old relationships, not old, but like your originating relationships have given you practices in all areas of your life. And then you are taking away your power everywhere and just responding to people. So when you start doing this work in all areas, and that's why Elon and I say having it all, because what we believe in is a life that you can have integrity at every area of life that really matters to you. And not just a little bit, but like having it work at a 10 for you. I mean, it's not a coincidence that Elon and I are doing reasonably well. because, you know, that you see us like we're, yeah, you could say we're young guys, but we're sick guys. We travel the world. We have the lifestyle that we have. I'm telling you right now, if you've ever wondered how are these two schmucks achieving all these things, I'm telling you, if you ask me that point blank, I'd be like, oh, I live my life inside the context of integrity. That's it. That's made all the difference in the world. But again, people are so obsessed with looking good and avoiding looking bad in other people's eyes that they completely avoid doing this kind of stuff where Elon and I have built capacity to understand that we've done it so many times that we see the pattern and the results that it gets us in life right? And the relationships that we get to have and how we get to communicate to people and that our authenticity and our integrity matters to our students. And because of that, they start getting results in their life. And now our impact is not just in our life, but it's in the lives of others. That makes us feel fucking amazing every day when we get up and we go to sleep. So if that's the kind of life that you're looking for and you're like, well, well I don't really want to do that. I'll find a different way. I say, good luck. So this is really, really intentional work. And if you have to You don't have to anything, but you can make a commitment towards living a life that has integrity inside of it. This
0: is why, to Guy's point, this is why people, I just got this email. I've read all these books. I've listened to all these Tony Robbins seminars. My life still looks exactly the same. I'm like, no shit. No shit. Guys, the work is done on the court, not in your head. Right? And so here's what I want to complete this with. Everything in your life is a relationship. Everything. What we're talking about now, this conversation, is your relationship to your word. The stuff that comes out of your mouth, that's a relationship. When you honor that relationship at the absolute highest level, you've unlocked the magic to your life. When you're sleazy with your word, when you, what, most people's relationship to word is like, a, yeah, maybe it kind of would be nice. Like that's if you're being honest with yourself, like rate your relationship to your word. And so if you want to understand how to get that word, that integrity back in your life, I want to give you some areas that you can just inquire in when we get off of this about at what level is that relationship and rank it on a, on a scale of one to 10. There are areas in every single one of your lives where you've literally stuck your head in the sand and you do not want to look up because you just do not want to deal with it that is a zero. That's a zero, right? Certain people have that maybe in the areas of debt, right? Like you've collected bad debt. You're just avoiding debt collectors. I'm not saying that's a great place to be. I was there, but I was there in communication because I'm clear, like sticking your head in the sand, when you put your head out of the sand, it's still fucking there right? The situation is still there. It doesn't go away. So areas that I want you guys to inquire in and just look, right? For this next week, just play, look in these areas and see, think of one action in an area where you can go and clean something up. And clean something up is like, hey, John, I'm super sorry. I've been an absolute asshole. I just realized that I've absolutely been avoiding this situation. And the reason I've been doing it is because I was afraid that if I said to you that. I wasn't going to be able to do X, Y, and Z that you would hate me, that you'd never talk to me. I realized that's all stuff in my head. Your relationship, this circumstance means a lot to me and I'm not committed to doing that. I'm not committed to having this kind of relationship with you. So I'm sorry for not having done it before. I know it's going to take me a, us a little bit to build this rapport back up and I'm recommitting to X, Y, and Z. And if for whatever reason, I cannot complete it by this date that I've told you, my promise from now on is that I will communicate that with you the second I know that it's not going to happen. So this doesn't drag on. Okay. Simple, right? This is not like rocket science conversations. Guess what? If you are on the receiving end of that conversation, for most people, having that thing is terrifying. And you'll probably be terrified too, but think about what it's like to be on the other end of that. Are you, are you like, wow, this person's a scumbag, I never want to talk to them again? Or are you going, wow, that took some major balls to do what this person just did. That's incredible. Like that's a person that I, I, I want to work with, right? So other areas to look at, debt, finances, anything in that world, incomplete relationships. Everywhere that you've let stuff just pile up under the carpet and it's just eating you up inside. This is why people get cancer eating you up inside. So relationships to look at obviously the, the topmost one that impacts everyone's life, your relationship to your mother and father. And if they've passed away, still your relationship to mother and father, I don't care. Clean it up in a note, write a note, forgive yourself, forgive them do whatever it takes, clear that channel, clear that space. Other ones, if you've been through a divorce and you're just holding hatred to your ex, right? There's that amazing line, the guy and I love, hating someone is like you drinking the poison and hoping the other person dies. You're just killing yourself, okay? Divorce, relationship with kids, ex-girlfriends, ex-partners, Anything like that, those are great places to inquire. Your relationship to your body, right? We all, you know, maybe when you were 13, someone said something about your body. You've bought that shit hook, line, and sinker. You're now 50. You still operate through that, you know, you're the fat girl in camp, you know, you're the fat girl in camp story. And then lastly, the other one I want to tell you, which this one was kind of very last on our radar. Um, for a long time, I would say your relationship to God or your relationship to religion more more appropriately i 'm not saying you have to love religion. I for one think organized religion is a bunch of crap. Having said that, all of us at some point, most of us I should say, at some point in our lives when we were young, had some sort of experience with God or with religion that rubbed us the wrong way. I hopefully this is figuratively, (laughs) not literally for some people, but I know for some people, that's also literal. You need to find forgiveness in there too. You need to clean that stuff up. And it doesn't need to be with the person or with the thing. This is all work for you guys. This is to unclutter, to clean up that screen so that life can show up the way that life wants to
1: show up for you. Is this- I want to clarify something. I want to clarify one thing. So again, you know, we're constantly working with, with creating distinctions between things. Like All the power and language comes from distinctions. Uh, forgiveness, forgiveness is a difficult one for people. And, and, it's, and it's difficult for the same reason that responsibility is difficult for people. When responsibility and blame are collapsed, it's difficult to take responsibility. When they're not, it's not that hard. Same thing with forgiveness. People have forgiveness and condoning collapse with one another. So for instance, unfortunately... It seems to be overwhelming. The amount of people that have been either physically or sexually abused in some way throughout their childhood is monumental. When you start becoming a coach, it's one of the things that surprised me the most is to the amount of people who've dealt with something like that. Now, if somebody has been, uh, you know, if a girl has been raped, for instance, uh, obviously I don't understand that, but I I can get the pain behind it and I can connect to the emotions that that must cause, even though I don't understand the act itself or what it must be like to go through that. Now, if a woman... Some women, uh, after they've been raped or or some kind of abuse has happened to them, they will subconsciously program themselves to be unattractive to men, and they will use food to gain a lot of weight so that they don't get attention from men anymore, and it's actually a survival mechanism, okay? Now, for that woman, if she were to forgive her attacker or that situation or whatever it might be, there would be a breakthrough for her possibly in the area of health, in uh, well-being, in her relationships, in her ability to feel safety. Every single day, like lots of different areas would be impacted. Now, you might think to yourself, why would a woman ever forgive her attacker? And again, like Elon said, when you forgive people, you're not forgiving them. You're forgiving them for you. It's like forgiving a debt. If I give you $10,000 and I forgive you that debt, it's, it's like we, we wipe that slate clean. right? I don't get to use that against you anymore. So in that world, again, if, if you forgive somebody and you have a collapse of condoning, then you're going to think I'm condoning that action. We're not saying that if that's happened to somebody, I don't condone the fact that somebody has been abused or beaten or raped or anything like that. And again, I can forgive that without condoning the action. And that's really the important part. Can you forgive yourself? Can you can forgive your parents? Can you forgive bad decisions that you may have made? Can you forgive yourself for having had of integrity, right? You don't have to condone bad things that have happened to you because there are really bad fucking things that happen on this planet, but you can always find forgiveness. Awesome. So, With that, I just want to
0: kind of end it, leave it there. I think that gave you a ton to process and think
1: about and and go through and all that stuff. Thanks, guys. I'm glad you got uh, value from that uh, example. Super, super, super powerful. I remember um, there was a kid that we worked with or I saw being worked with many years ago. He's he's like 25, maybe 30 year old black man. His color is not important, but I just want to kind of get an, you know, at least illustrate the situation. And his situation was that at seven years old, his father sat in front of him and put a gun to his own head. And then in a drunken stupor, decided to point that gun at his own kid uh, at Loaded. seven years old. I Loaded. Think. Loaded. I, I think he actually put it in his mouth or something and like he, that. And he now, told him I he was going to kill him. him. And he told him he was going to kill him. And I know that's crazy. And I remember his uh, body language. He was, like, really close. Like, you know, the shoulder's closed. It's like a protection mechanism, almost like a fetal position. His head was down. He couldn't look up. He couldn't look up. This is where I actually learned the forgiveness and condoning thing was by watching him. Because the uh, person working with him took him through an exercise and got him to forgive his father, which is, like, fucking crazy. I was like, forgive his father? Are you kidding me? And I remember watching him do it. And I remember watching the freedom like he put integrity back into the relationship with his father. And I remember the freedom that he got. And the, the craziest part was watching his entire structure change. Like he probably hadn't stood up straight since that day, you know, like imagine like 20 years probably hadn't looked at another human in the eyes for fear of what, what would happen if he got too close to somebody. It was like smiles, like eyes change. Like these things you don't. And like Elon said, if you do this in your head, so what you got more information in there, right? When, when it's put on the court, and you're willing to do the work to put integrity back into these places, the impact on your life is unimaginable to you until you actually go and do it.
0: Forgiveness comes when compassion is present. You cannot forgive until you have compassion. When you can literally be in the other person's shoes, and that's what this this woman did with this guy, When you can see life through their eyes, truly, forgiveness is just present. You know, the the line that I've just, this is actually from the Bible, but like the line that's just been so present for me recently is, they know not what they do. Whenever you're just mad at someone or something or someone does something that you think they shouldn't or should or whatever... It just, it it came, it came to me in a meditation and I was like, wow, they know not what they do.
1: I also think that people often wait. They believe that in order for there to be conflict resolution, there needs to be agreement, right? We see this in politics all the time. If we could just agree, if we could just agree. Or uh, they think if we compromise, right? People always talk about in, in relationships compromise. But what Elon's saying is so important. If you're willing to just consider that you may not be right? that you just have an occurring of what's happening, you can step out of your own viewpoint and go into their viewpoint and know that people are always doing the best with the way that the world is occurring to them at that point in time. Yep. So if you can get into the world and just say, like, how is this occurring to this person? You would get that in that situation, if the world occurred to you that way, you would probably take the same actions that person's taken. Yep. Right. You would, you would bring the same thing to the table and inside that space, you can always find forgiveness. You could always find common ground. You could always understand your common man because that's all it is for any of us. There is no is-reality. There just this thinking, and this, my thinking is leading me to have certain thoughts about the way things are occurring to me, and that occurring gives us the reality that we operate inside of. But there's 7.3 billion different occurrings on this planet right now all operating independently from one another. And No one's, occurring, no one's world is occurring to them like the one inside your head. And even stranger than that is, we take our occurring, and then we map it onto somebody else, and we know that their world is occurring the same way as ours. So we predict and and then pretend like they're going to respond the way that we think that they will. Yep. Right. And we do. And but, but you do that to yourself also. You apply this occurring to yourself, like it's the truth, the way things are, instead of just seeing it's just the way it's occurring to me
0: all right guys as always thank you so 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 much for being here thank you so much for taking time out of your busy lives beautiful that was a blast i'm glad i made it thanks
1: love you brother i'll talk to you later love you bye
0: so that's it my friends that's today's episode i just want to thank you for being part of our have it all family and truly truly thank you for listening to our podcast If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you love with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an
1: amazing, amazing day, my friends.